Welcome to First Friday. The first Friday of each month, we take a past speaking engagement where we believe Kyle gave massive value. On this week's episode, Kyle and Agent Treasure Davis speak at the Tom Ferry Elite Retreat about onboarding and managing a team. Onboarding process, because you guys were using Adaptive, you switched over to a different system, so we'll talk through that. Yeah, so we spent a lot of time and money and energy and everything and put everything into Adaptive U because it could give you tests and you could set it up so that you know coming on what basic skills the sales team has because people are amazing in interviews. They can go on YouTube, they can research, they can look at your team, they can watch your videos, they can see exactly what you're looking for. So when they come in, everything they're saying is spot on. But you really don't know until they come in, like really where you at, like really where your ethics at. Like if you're faced with this decision or this decision, which one are you gonna pick? And we give them ones where we're like, okay, this is the only way, but these are the other ways that people may do them. If they pick that, then we, we coach out really quickly during that first onboarding process. Um, but we spend a lot of time. So we have a structure where when they come on, um, I have a sales manager. And so she takes them under her wing and the first 10 to 13 deals are under her. She gets a cut of that. Part of the team pays for the cut of that. And she mentors them and ha- holds their hand to make sure that they get through Adaptive U, they get through Boomtown, they get through all of our training that we've set up. We want them to go in knowing that this is what you're gonna have to do. Then we give them archive leads and we tell them they have to convert five within the first 30 days. Um, we do not have ISAs on our team. Um, we're different than that. Um, I, well, you have your agents start as ISAs. I'll go on an ISA rant in a little bit. Go ahead. Okay, and then we'll fight about that. So we'll save that for a minute. Um, but we don't have ISAs. We want our agents to actually know how to fish, not wait for the fish to plop into the boat. And a lot, so we started in short sale, bad market days. So we know how to door knock, go after bank owns, short sales, foreclosures, do the hard stuff. And a lot of our agents are newer. And so they're just used to internet leads coming in, calling, showing one house, writing a contract. That's what they're kind of used to. So getting them into the days, which is where we're at now, and you have to actually work for your business um, has been a new thought. So we're setting them up to do that right off the bat. Like you have to convert, you're getting the archive leads. There's gold in those you have to get in and follow up on all that. So that's been really good for us to do. Sorry, I don't mean to have my back to you guys. (laughs) So we have a really strong onboarding process. I actually don't touch the onboarding process. Um, I meet with them twice a month and then my sales manager does the other twice a month and then we compare. So we have a Google form that they fill out before the one-on-one. It goes to both of us so that I can see it. She can see it and then after it, we make notes. So if they say, oh, we have a comment about this or this, then we can just hop on and get that. So if they're like, I'm struggling with Boomtown, then I can send them videos to watch for Boomtown before they're one-on-one, so. Cool, and so one of the things she mentioned a couple times was adaptive. Um, That's what's called an LMS or a learning management system. So you guys should have some sort of learning management system in place. Um, We've been using adaptive, I think it's adaptiveu.io. Um, which it works, it's a free system, which I think we all like free stuff, but we found that there's limitations with adaptive. The, the issue that we've run into is our ramp up process is eight weeks. And so it's like week one, watch this video, watch this, watch this, do this, do that, do this, do that. The problem with the adaptive system is 
you have to open up all eight weeks to them at once. And agents cannot focus to save their freaking life. So they're like, let me watch this week one video and then let me take this week eight quiz and then I'm gonna come to this week three thing. And so it's, agents aren't good with that. You, agents need structure. And so we've been struggling with it because it's not as structured as we want. We need agents to understand that they've gotta finish something before they start on another. Um, and I'm gonna go on a little tangent with this because uh, with agents, you guys gotta understand that Running a team is not for everybody. Like to have 20 something people like we have or you know, 10 people like she has, that's not for everybody. So don't think you have to have a team. That is not for everybody. Like I'm balding, I'm going gray. Like it's he's, all because he's fucking he's team members, okay? <laughs> it, is, it, it is from teams, all right? It is, this is not for everybody. What you guys are gonna understand um, now that I have a child that Agents are very much like babies, right? So here's how this works. When you guys have a baby, when they're very young, they can't even get out of bed by themselves. Like you've literally got to go in there and physically pick them up and take them out of the bed. You got to do the same thing with most of your agents. They can't even get out of bed on their own. So then you get them out of bed. Now you got to make them a bottle, right? And you got to actually put it together for them. Give them the bottle and put it in their mouth because they won't do it themselves. And then they'll take like half the bottle and then they'll throw it on the freaking ground, right? Because they'll stop halfway through and you got to pick the bottle up and you got to put it back in their mouth. And then you're gonna go about the day, then they're gonna shit themselves, right? And now you got a big mess you gotta clean up. Like, babies are just like agents. If you're not prepared for that, if that's not something you're willing to do, like maybe running a big team isn't for you. You've gotta understand it's not for everybody. Um, and the larger your team gets, it gets tougher, it gets a lot harder. You gotta start having more you know, management and more layers in place to, to deal with all that. So. You really gotta decide if it's right for you. Tom talks a lot about like the Navy SEAL team and all the other different team types. Figure out what's right for you. I know some people that absolutely kill it where they're the agent and they've got four or five W2 employees and that's what works for them. Mm -hmm. In all honesty, that's the most profitable model, hands down. Mm -hmm. One agent and four or five W2 employees. Hands down, the most profitable team that you could possibly run. Now, it is also the team that does not exactly allow you a lot of free time or the ability to go take vacations or go do the crazy stuff that you wanna do. So highest profit margin, but it doesn't give you a whole lot of freedom. It, business literally depends on and revolves around you. Um, or you can start to grow your team up and get bigger and bigger, that's up to you. But you gotta decide what style of team, what structure, how big do you guys wanna get with it. Um, but back to the LMS, you, you've got to have a system in place that agents follow. So now week one, you got to complete all of these things. And week two does not get unlocked until week one is complete because we've got to keep them focused. Got to put the bottle back in their mouth. Wait till the bottle's done before we give them the next bottle. So the one that we're switching to, I wish I had an affiliate link set up for it already. I don't, um, but it's called Talent, Talent LMS. I don't know. Google it. I should have. I'll hit them up. Just put my name in the referral box. Um, that's the one that we're switching to because it's a lot more structured. Um, and so you can force them to complete certain things before it unlocks additional things, which I think is very, very important. Now, the LMS that you put together, you should spend a ton of time on that because that is everything. What do you want these guys to know? So you need to build that out because what happens, and I know when I first started, I'd hire agents and I really didn't have a plan. So then what happens is the agents, you know, you tell them like, all right, go do this. And then they're like, okay, I'm done. What do I do now? And you're like, uh, go do that. What do I do now? Go do that. What do I do now? I don't want that. I can't handle that. So the more time you put into building your LMS out, 
the less of the tap on the shoulder you're gonna get with what do I do now? So spend a lot of time. You should spend weeks, if not months, building out your LMS. Um, and another mistake that we made a lot was being lazy about it and just saying, hey, watch this video from Mojo, watch this video from Boomtown, and trying to rely on the videos that the providers put out there. But the thing is, you don't necessarily use all those technologies the same way the providers use them. You maybe only use little bits and pieces of it. So don't give them you know, the ins and outs of the entire system that's like four hours worth of videos if you only use it for one small thing. So I recommend you guys record your own videos. Just hop on Zoom or one of the other services and record how-to videos for your team of exactly how your team uses it. So you don't fill their head with a bunch of nonsense that they don't need. Um, other parts that we like to have in the LMS, there should be a ton of shadowing in there. So if you guys are bringing people on your teams, like I don't ever go on an appointment alone, ever. Uh, for two reasons, one I, one, I hate driving, uh, so I love having somebody come with me so they can drive me to and from appointments, um, which is great. Although then it sucks, one of my guys just ran into a curb and scratched up my rims. I'm like, what do I do? Um, but you should always have somebody shadowing you um, on every appointment you go on because it's a learning experience for them. And as much as you role play all of this stuff, it's one thing to role play it, it's another to actually go out there and do it. And I look at it a lot like boxing, right? Like you go to the gym and you can hit the bag and all that stuff and it's cool. That doesn't mean you can get in the ring and actually box somebody. It's a whole nother animal to actually get in the ring when somebody's punching back at you. And you can role play that stuff as much as you want. But until you actually get in that ring and have a real seller punching back at you, that's a whole nother experience. So um, build a ton of shadowing in there. I mean, every week they should be shadowing you. They should be shadowing buyer consultations, showing appointments, listing appointments, open houses, home inspections, appraisals. Like they should shadow all of that stuff. And we have it built in. So there's a template when they go to do contracts so that the contract is a template for them to plug in and then do. But we break it down even down to what do we want your voicemail to say when someone calls the team? What do we want the voicemail to say? What do we want your email signature to say? And what do we want your Facebook page to say? Because we want people to know that you're affiliated with us. And then expectations around, do you have business pages? Do you use our business page? We break it all the way down to bottom of, this is what your email says when you join our team. So. Yeah, leave nothing to chance. Like if, if you leave it up to them, they're gonna have this hideous looking email signature with some logo they found that's like four years old. It doesn't match your style. Like you control your brand. And if you don't have brand standards out there, you're leaving it up to your agents and they can destroy your brand. They, they can make you look bad. Like I came in the office the other day and this girl was printing these booklets. I was like, what the hell are these? Like, where did you get these photos? What, this looks like shit. I don't want that kind of stuff going out there. But I'm big on this extreme ownership thing, that's my fault. Anytime something goes out that doesn't look the way that I want it, it's not their fault for trying to do it on their own, it's my fault for not teaching them how to do it. And so put time into building that LMS out. It is one of the most important parts and you should not be hiring people until you have that built out. That is going out and looking at houses without a pre-approval letter if you don't have an LMS built out before you go out and hire an agent. So in our Adaptive View, we have our brand guide in there that tells them what fonts they need to use, what colors they need to use, what logos they're gonna use. Um, and we also let them know that they're gonna update their headshots every year. Um, if they don't like photos, they should not be on our team because we don't want the photo from the glamour shots of 1980. Um, we wanna make sure that they're up to date and current. And so we have a lot of standards along the way of saying, this is what it's going to look like. And you know, if, and we also talk about posts, like what are you gonna post on your personal page? 
we kind of control that a little bit. Like we have one of the guys on our team, he's a huge runner, um, marathon runner, runs lots of races, but every photo he had a shirt off. So I just messaged him and I'm like, you can't, you're setting the wrong, you're trying to go after the wrong set of people. You got to change that. And then one of our girls is really big into yoga and she does all these like crazy poses. She did this one of like her like half naked. And I'm like, you can't post that on your page. Like, what's her name? (laughs) (laughs) You already have a stalker in this room, so let's not go there. (laughs) This is how he gets stalkers. So does anybody have any questions on onboarding before we move on to the meat? Uh, do you guys focus on new agents or do you, uh, do you have a preference towards new agents versus uh, agents? <coughs> the way you can train them and manipulate their... I prefer new agents. Um, and if I like new agents as zero to three years on the market, um, that's really my demographic because we can train them our way not that it's the right way or the only way but we can train them our way yeah i want them to know how to crawl i don't want them straight out of the womb so (laughs) give me somebody who knows how to at least done a few deals and then i can get them from crawling to walking and then to running Um, but the brand new agents have just proven to be so tough and so time consuming for us so um, we're working on an update to our mentorship program because when you have a brand new agent they've got to have a mentor. Otherwise, they are going to have a million questions for you or make a million mistakes. And so if you don't have a, if you're going to bring a brand new agent on, they've got to have a mentor. And if it's you, that, that's going to be tough. That's a lot of time. So if you bring a brand new agent on, I think you need to build out some sort of mentorship program. You know, I think you said Taryn works with them for 13 deals. 13 deals. Yeah, I mean, I've seen people as low as three. Um, I know somebody who did 200 appointments with somebody before they let them go off on their own. So you should have a mentorship program, especially if you're bringing on brand new agents. And that's one thing to consider within your team is like you always want to have a growth plan. And so for us, we are building it in because that's why people leave teams is because they think I'm only going to be a buyer agent for the rest of my life and I'm going to die doing this, which that's not why we got into real estate. We got into real estate because there are no limits on what we do. And so we set it up so that we have a mentorship program available if they want to enter that. We have the listing team program they can get into if they want to. We have them become listing ambassadors. They need to become script certified. Um, But our agents are producing 55 transactions per person on average. We are the 1% of the 1%. (laughs) So we have certain criteria that we want them to accomplish in order to be on our team. And if if they don't want to, that's nothing wrong with that. We just wish them success other places. So not everybody wants to work in that model. He's had his hand up for a while. Oh, sorry. Go for it. Uh, I think you started answering that, but are you mostly having them do work higher than you Are you letting them do listings? Because I hear a lot of people say usually it's best to have higher things and the team leading hands can do listings. What does that look like for your Yeah, I don't think there's a right or wrong answer. Um, it's just whatever you believe in. So our agents can do both. So they can work with buyers or sellers. So my school of thought is if all I am is a buyer's agent, this is my lane and I stay within my lane and there might be sellers all around me and I'm not seeing them because all I'm thinking about is buyers. So that's my school of thought. Not that that's right, not that that's wrong. That's just my school of thought. So I do allow my agents to work sellers and buyers. Um, and I feel like they, they find more business that way naturally. Um, because if they find a seller and they have to pass it off to somebody else, 
I don't know, it, it feels weird to me. Again, I know a lot of teams crush it with that model and I'm not knocking the other side of it. It's just our choice. What I believe in is what I go with. Um, but if they are going on listings, you know, in the beginning, they've got to have somebody with them on all of their listing appointments in the beginning because those are much harder to close. Those take a, a higher skill set than a buyer because a buyer just needs to be listened to and somebody to hold their hand. A seller, you've got to sell. Um, so we are not letting our, our newer agents in the beginning go on listing appointments alone. We have to go with them. So either me or my sales manager accompany. If you enjoyed what you heard today and would like more content like this, then join the Whistleway Facebook page. And until next week, thanks for joining us on the Whistleway podcast.